I meant to tell you that. Yeah, yeah. He says, he says, it would be very boring if people did not talk. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, congratulations to uh, Dr. Fanimava and his team for the successful uh, penis transplant. I think that is fantastic that South Africans are always in the front when it comes to medical science. I just want to say that it shows that hard work does pay off. Yes, Clive. Moving straight along, the Bank of Japan has kept its record stimulus unchanged. And um, even though it has warned that cheaper energy prices will bring inflation to a halt. So what's going on there? Uh, what the BOG said is it's going to maintain its pledge uh, to expand the monetary base of its annual pace uh, at 80 trillion yen, which is that $600 billion that you're referring to earlier on. What this means is that, obviously, they realize two things are very key here. They're fighting against deflation. On top of it, they have to make sure that uh, prices are consistently growing to create a hub for business activity. So what they've now done is that they've got to continue with the stimulus, but wait a minute. This is something very interesting. They're going to increase wages for your basic income earners. So, for example, for the entry-level uh, income earners, their basic is going to increase by 5,000 yen, which is quite fantastic for those particular people. So what they're saying is that they're going to urge business to do the same. What they want to do is they want to create a platform for those young people to start working earlier uh, instead of immediately just going off to university. Because what's happening, uh, Sakina, unfortunately, is that when these young people get the qualifications out of university, most of them opt to go global go up to go international outside of Japan to go and progress or uh, continue with their careers instead of staying at home. So what they want to do is they want to create a platform for them to actually start thinking about staying at home so that they can actually incubate them and build a better, stronger foundation of, a, of an economic structure. So well done to the Japanese, and I think it's a good idea to, for them to go in, and well done to uh, Mr. Uh, Governor Hiroshiko uh, Karuda for this particular space. Mm. And taking a look at what's happening with Asian stocks, they're rising after rebound in U.S. equities. Yeah, we're not, we're not surprised to see it. Every time it happens, it's a rebound. You know, it's a reflective rebound that takes place. Just to help you understand, if, if for example, something hectic happens in the market, in the local market, uh, things are bound to be rebounded. And you see this because factory production, for example, in the U.S., did decline in February for the third straight month. So what that meant was that they're not stable. They're not strong enough as much as we would have thought. I've always been saying this, Sakin. I remember. I've always been saying, you, you cannot expect data to always be on your side. And even when it is, um, the question is, how long? For how long will it be on your side? And in this particular case, factory numbers not looking good. It shows constraint from the other markets as well, that guys are not believing in the American uh, um, factory industry anymore. They're going outside where they can source cheaper things, and that's much better. So the Federal Poor's 500 index, it climbed 1.4% for the most, almost in six weeks, and the Fed starts the two-day, today, the two-day meeting starts today. So let's hope Miss, uh, <coughs> Miss Ye- Mrs. Yellen does not yell at all. <laughs> Your favorite person, at least one of them. And uh, the, the, then China's stock market climbed to levels that were last seen before the global financial crisis in 2008. Clive, what's behind this climb? Okay, now, do you remember the, the, the 2008 photo? Yes, do you that? absolutely. Wasn't that tough? I, I think that that was the most toughest time I've ever lived in my generation. For, for, 
um, uh, for, for a fact because I still remember people moving and I still remember people thinking, well, the petrol price is going up. The RAN is, not, is, is weakening and things are not really looking good. But the Chinese market at that particular time was growing at 12.5%. Can you believe it? And so that was when they were actually uh, taking advantage of the market. So for them to grow at that level it means that they were doing something right. And now the stock markets are reflecting what happened in 2008 and everybody's like, but what is going on? Why is it that everybody's going negative and yet China's going strong? So for example, the Shanghai Composite advanced 1.2% uh, by early hours of this morning. We saw that the last time we saw such a surge was back in May of 2008, on the 13th of May, to be quite precise. So as allies duty and utility companies jumped, you saw the surge of the strife. And it has to do with that connection between Hong Kong and Shanghai. Remember, we spoke about that before. And the other thing that has fueled this is that the turnaround is fueled by record margin debt and increasing on excellent international investors. So more people are putting money in China than it has than they have ever done before, despite the fact that they are going to be growing at around, remember, around 7%. So why are the people putting money there? Because they know when there's a good story to tell, you always back your money, and you put your money where you know there's going to be growth going into that particular market for the next five years. Absolutely amazing, Sakina. Mm, certainly is. Anyone else you'd like to flush out this morning? What's the Hashtag for today. The hashtag for today is mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave it there for this morning. We'll get back to another hashtag tomorrow. Clive Intozava to Rava Tivela, our market analyst.